0: Today on CityCast Boise, diners, drive-ins, and dives host Guy Fieri has been giving Boise some major love in his latest Food Network season. But although our empanadas are to die for and our burgers are delish, there's one thing we're missing, late-night diners. Recently, I spoke with local reporter and busy grad student Margaret Carmel about why our diner scene leaves her craving more. It's Tuesday, April 18th. I'm Emma Arnold, and this is what Boise is talking about. Hi, Margaret. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. I was so excited for this episode. You tweeted the fact that I, a person living in Idaho, having a terrible day, cannot go to Waffle House right now, is an affront. Boise, please, what are your late night options? So let's just start by you take us back to this terrible day and this tweet and why you were needing a Waffle House. So Waffle
1: House is a liminal space. (laughs) <laughs> and I mean that in the sense that it doesn't really exist in this reality. It's a portal to another another world, but it's not quite another world. And I mean that in the oh sense my gosh, that yes. it's, it's pure chaos. You never know what you're going to get when you go in there. No one cares about you at all. And I mean that in a good way. I mean, you can go in there um, maybe intoxicated, maybe crying, maybe wearing a Halloween costume in July. No one will ask you a single question. They will say, oh, you want a cinnamon waffle, bacon, hash browns, and a Coke at 1130 p.m.? That's my order. That sounds great. (laughs) And you order it and you can just chill. And so that is a certain level of like a space – It's not just about the food. It's about the ambiance. So for me, when I was having this terrible day, I I got out of a late night class because I'm a grad student and on top of doing full time work. And I was really stressed out a final project. I still had um, some more work to do for a class. And the idea of just continuing to sit in my apartment where I do all of my work was just so overwhelming. I didn't have any food in my fridge. I was like, I just need to go be around other people that are having Their lives are more insane than my life and not be judged. And maybe if I cry a little bit, no one judges me. No one asks me questions. It's all good.
0: You can't shock a Waffle House worker. Yeah, no, you cannot.
1: You can't. And so for me, and then I was sitting there going and I can't go to this place um, because we don't have Waffle House. I Googled it one time whenever I'd had an undisclosed number of beers. The closest (laughs) Waffle House is in Denver. Um, Oh Wow. And so it's, you know, we don't even have one in this in this state. And I thought just started thinking about how Boise's late night options compared to other states that I've other cities that I've lived in are woefully inadequate, even cities that are much smaller than this one. So I don't think it's a city thing or a size thing.
0: I think it's a Boise thing. No, it's definitely not because I've lived in very small towns in the south. I've lived all over the south. Uh, myself. And, uh, you know, like Gulfport, Mississippi has a a Waffle House. Like it's not it's not a size thing. It's it's you know, it's a smaller and people will be like, oh, why not just go to Denny's or Sherry's? And you're like, it's not quite like I was at a Waffle House once that stayed open during a tropical storm that was about to turn into a hurricane. You know, that's the vibe. I want something that's open at any time of night. And they're not very fussed about what's happening, you know. The Los Betos drive through comes close, I will say, to that vibe of like anything could happen, but you can't hang out in there. And that's what you were looking for that night, right?
1: Right. And it's, it's the community aspect of it, of being around other people and seeing other people greet each other and, and not feeling alone while being alone. And you get some really good some pretty good food and it's not that expensive and you can just just live your life. And and on Los Betos, Los Betos is definitely like there. It's in the same genre. But something about that is it's not you, especially the coat with COVID, you can't go into the dining rooms anymore and sit there and you know kind of chill. And if you go through the drive-through, there's nothing worse than trying to eat a burrito in your car. Because you're going to spill it everywhere. You're going to get meat juice in weird places that you can't clean it out of. And that just creates another problem. Shipping can make or break a sale. So optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at shipstation.com and use the code POD. That's shipstation.com with the code POD.
0: So where did you end up eating that night and how was that experience? Was it close to what you needed? Yeah, it was close.
1: I ended up going to the IHOP over by the mall. Um, everything everything was was great. I, I got to hang out there, you know, but something that struck me was at the at the end of the the meal, she gave me my check. And I, I paid the check. And then I just ended up sitting there just staring off into space, just kind of having a moment. And I completely forgot that I'd already paid my bill. And she came up to me and just said, Hey, like, do you need anything else? Are you good? And I and I said, Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I, I forgot I'd already paid and I'm gonna leave. Where is that Waffle House? And no one would have asked me a thing. <laughs>
0: Yeah, you'd still be there.
1: I would could yeah, I would have been there for another hour before someone said, "Hey, you going to use that booth? You going to order anything?" Like and and so to me, it's not a knock on that waitress, it's not a knock on IHOP because IHOP did what it needed to do, but it's just there is a certain specialness to going to a place like Waffle House that simultaneously cares about you but also does not care about you at all.
0: Yeah. And like you said, like the late night diner is, you know, it's a place where you can sit and eat a cheap meal. It's like a special place. But IHOP is like getting you your food. It's about the food, whereas like a a Waffle House situation is more like it's giving you a place to be, you know. And, And why do you think that is? Like, why why are these like places so special, in your opinion?
1: I think part of it is the culture. Because a lot of
0: places in the South, like a late night diner, and we keep talking about Waffle House, but it, it can be anything. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Denver, like you brought up Denver. Denver has a ton of like late night spots that like when I get done with shows, we go and we'll get like... Waffles and hash browns at three in the morning and it doesn't, you know, we're using Waffle House because it's an institution, but like it could be any kind of we used to have merits here. That's what merits used to be and to some degree here. So
1: you're absolutely right. It's it's about the community because you you go there and especially in a small town, you're going to see people, you know, you're going to see your friends, you're going to see that waitress you always remember And, and it's a, it's a community meeting place. And it's, it's again, this idea of third, third spaces, I think is the, is the word is spaces where people can go and be around other people and have community, however, they choose to have that. And the South has a big culture around that of people like to be around other people in terms of sitting on the porch and waving at your neighbors as they go by, or, you know, Friday nights, everyone just has a block party. Our culture is a, is a family culture. Our culture is a tight-knit culture. But whenever we want to have our, our – sp- this whole place is designed to be alone and to have space and to have your homestead, you know, have your have your space and be away from – be away from other people or just be at home with family as opposed to being with other people out in public, out in the community. And, and that sense of – I think our sense of community is so different than maybe what people in the South's sense of community is. And the other aspect of this is – you know working class people in the mountain west tend to work in agriculture and agriculture you go to bed early and you wake up early and you work on your farm and then you go home and you hang out with your wife and your your kids and you go to bed um whereas in the south and in the, the northeast and some of these other places that have this tradition of late night dining people are getting off sh- shift work at at weird hours you know and they are working more industrial type jobs or Um, late night type jobs where they're looking for that late night dining as opposed to the culture in Idaho is you've got food at home. Yeah, you've got family at home.
0: So what do you think it says about Boise that we have so few of these places?
1: I think it's I don't think it's a bad thing. I just think it it says that we have a long time, long time culture where people behaved a certain way. and, And as things are changing, we might need to change with it and embrace people that keep weird hours and embrace that, that nightlife and embrace those sorts of third places, third spaces where people can be around each other and be together. Loneliness is an e- epidemic in America. And I'm not saying that a late night diner on every corner is going to solve the problem. But it might help. It might help. A big part of loneliness is not just not having friends, but Not feeling like you see people, not feeling like you have a connection with people that goes beyond just the grocery clerk asking you, what are you doing later today, Um, as they are prone to do in Idaho. And so I I think that part of it is we're losing those spaces where anyone who has $5 at 2 a.m. can go in and, and be around people. You know, right now, often libraries are the only spaces left, you know, in that really all all are welcome community type space. Um, So I think that we're probably, as Boise continues to grow and its population gets younger and more diverse, I think we're going to have to sort of embrace the idea that, that people might not act and do what they used to do.
0: Yeah, I feel like I've always I've always kind of wondered about the people who are moving here from bigger cities who think, you know, they paid six hundred thousand dollars for half an acre and a house and they're really excited. And then they get here and they're like, wait a minute, does everything close at 8 p.m.? Like even the Taco Bell, you know, I, I feel like that must be pretty jarring, although I feel like I should point out that, like, we're not the only place in the country losing these late night spots like. You know, the Wall Street Journal just reported on this recently and said that a lot of these places never fully came back after closing during COVID. And we have wage and labor issues making it harder to staff them. And like I mentioned, Merits on State Street, which is still open, but now they're open from 6 a.m. to 3 p.m. And that used to be a classic late night local spot.
1: Yeah. And that's not to say I mean, that's that's not to say that the wage issue is not important here, because ultimately what I mean, Who would want to serve crazy people at two o'clock in the morning whenever you could get a nine to five job making more money outside of the service industry? And during COVID, we saw a lot of people make that decision where they're like, I'm tired of getting treated badly in the service industry. I want to go find better for myself. And they did. And that's why we're having so many problems, you know, staffing a lot of these places, Um, you know, which, again, these aren't a panacea for all of our problems, but it it just speaks to how society is changing. What we're expecting from society is changing, um, and and how maybe Boise needs to change a little bit. Um, so I, I'm hoping for some more late night options, particularly ones that maybe cater not to just downtown party crowd like Pie Hole, um, but you know maybe cater to a broader audience.
0: Yeah. So circling back to your tweet. You did get it. You got a ton of responses from people giving you like places to go. Any places that you want to shout out? Were, were there any that you were like, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. I I really liked
1: the idea of one of the truck stops near the airport. I think that idea came from, if I remember right, city council member Luke Cavender from Meridian. Um, And I also like the idea of Quinn's on Vista. I have not been to Quinn's, but I looked up the menu and they you have. It's open till 2am, they have steak, they have like a full menu open that late. I did not know about them. Um, and that's kind of a OG a Boise type of place. So I wanna go there next. I've only been to Sherry's in the daytime, which I get the impression from the tweets is a very different experience at night. Cause when I went there in the daytime for an interview, I had a piece of pie with a source and it was empty. And it was just, I was thinking, how does this business stay open? But now I know I just need to go there late.
0: Yeah, I haven't. I mean, we did a lot of Sherry's and Denny's when I was a teenager and when I was young. And uh, Sherry's was always like an experience. Uh, And I would definitely recommend if you're eating at Quinn's, get some fried stuff, get some finger steaks, get some tots. Uh, That's what I would go with. That's my recommendation for Quinn's. Um, So where do you think you'll go next time? You're probably going to hit Quinn's.
1: I think that's where I'm going to go. I think that's going to be my my experiment.
0: Well, Margaret, I really hope you find something delicious to eat Uh, next time you've had a long, terrible day. And I hope you find somewhere to sit where they don't want to know your name. They don't know your name, but they still feel like family. So good luck. Thank
1: you. I appreciate that.
0: And before you head out. If you're following Guy Fieri's food explorations in Boise, you can catch him raving about another local gym on the next episode of Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives. He visited Sunshine Spice Bakery, a cafe run by sisters from Afghanistan that has some of the best baked goods in town. The episode airs Friday, April 28th at 7 p.m. on the Food Network. That's all for today here on CityCast Boise, but you're going to want to stick around for our Weed Week conversations. We kick things off on Monday by talking about a citizen-led initiative to legalize medical marijuana, and tomorrow we have a fun and fascinating chat with Honeypot CBD about ending the stigma around pot in Idaho. Bye.